We've been standing in the rain for what seems like forever. It ain't no need to trip because what you gain at that loss has always been known to be way better. Calling me phone at that text like don't act like you only see my message. It just sucks doing this shit alone. We made plans to do it together, but you know how it goes. Either it's forever or we outgrow. Even if time was moving slow, I would fast forward it to the ending just to see how it goes. No regrets, just love. A couple I wish you wells and some fake love that felt so real. I blame myself for not being able to tell it's cool. So pure of a heart that even after devil moves, I chose to see the angel in you. I gave you the type of loyalty that the shit you hated, you know I hate it too. Cross me, you don't get a chance to do it again. Look at the bid I made for you. Be so loyal that you betray yourself, but I'm only human and that's part of the reason I still got love for you. Or the times that you really need me, it'd be so hard for me to say no to you. I just think it's kind of comical that you can't turn to the people who you give your energy to. I loved you with no possessions. Tell this world how I never wanted shit from you. The ones who really love you and they don't want nothing. It's who you're really supposed to give everything to. Welcome back to Self-Care and Chill with Maui. That was a poem from my last book, The Cheat Code. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's actually one of my favorite poems. I feel like you'll cut somebody off. You'll lose a friend or something like that. And in the midst of you doing something that y'all talked about together, you'll be like, damn, like, I wish I could call so-and-so or this person will be so proud of me. It don't even got to be a person you cut off. It could be a person that you lost. Sometimes we do like great things or like something that we think is funny. And we would love to share it with a person that just ain't a part of our life no more. Whether you cut them off, y'all outgrown each other, you they passed away. Sometimes we'll be doing things and we'll think about, damn, I wish so-and-so was here. Or they would really think this was funny right now. So that's one of my favorite poems. Anyways... I ain't talked to y'all in about seven days, which is a normal time frame for people who drop a podcast. But since I got y'all so spoiled, when I don't drop a podcast in seven days, y'all think, well, where is the podcast? What is going on? Anyways, can I do some recapping? I don't know if I talked about, um, no, I didn't talk about it. My DC trip, me and my boyfriend, we went to, um, DC to this place called um, Levi, L-A-V-I-A. I know a lot of you guys was asking, where was I when I posted the picture in like an igloo? Super dope experience being on the rooftop, having a view of the water if you're in the area. I would pregame before I get there so I won't have to order drinks from the menu. Pretty expensive. Pretty expensive, but I guess if you're a person that's like me that like the experience, it's worth it. Sure, you could probably taste the same kind of food at... Steak 48 or something like that, or Eddie V's, or like a normal steakhouse, and probably spend half the money, but you're paying for the experience. We had a really, really good weekend there. I really, really, I really enjoyed myself. We went for a walk. We had went to Oceaneer. Really, and it was nice weather that weekend. Outside of that, my weekend, my week has been pretty chill. Shipping books every day, the usual. Writing new poems. Writing new prayers for you guys. Like really organizing the prayers that I got in my phone for so many people that feel like I need to have a prayer journal. So really having to go through my phone, organizing all of the prayers that's in here. And you know, the usual, getting cursed out in the emails. So who's complaining? I'm not. But I don't know if you guys have been doing y'all affirmations every day, but I've been talking about how important it is. So I think the last episode or the episode before that I did affirmations for y'all. So make sure that you are continuously speaking all of the positivity over your life, all the good things that you want to happen and make, and make sure that you're not just avoiding shit. 
it's so many people that feel like they're doing a great job of loving themselves. And, they, and I'm not judging nobody in their journey because their journey is their journey. But make sure that we are actually growing and we just not avoiding shit. You do not know how much you've grown until you are in the face of things that used to trigger you and you don't feel the need to react to it. It's not until you see your baby daddy and your girl and his girlfriend and you don't give a fuck. It's not until you can have a conversation with your ex and he's not frustrating you and making you cry or feeling the need to bring up all the shit that he did in the past. That's how you know how much you've grown. When the shit that used to bother you before no longer gets a reaction out of you. So one of the things that um, I want to talk about is trying to let go of some shit that feels good. It's a couple of topics that you guys suggested, and that's one of the topics. Somebody on Instagram live the other day said, well, can you talk about wanting to cut somebody off, but it just feels so good? I'm going to assume that the sex is wonderful, or <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm going to assume, assume that that's what they was talking about. The sex is good. And you got to be honest with yourself. Where you are in your life, what you want, what you're looking for, and if it can happen with this person. And really, truly being honest, because sometimes people say, well, I know I'm a relationship person, Robbie. I know I want to be in a relationship. And it's some of us that don't really need to be in a relationship right now because there's so many things about ourselves that we need to work on and get our shit together. <clears throat> and we're the type of people who would neglect ourselves when we're in a, relation, in a relationship. Granted, I feel like a person who really loves you will not allow you to neglect the things that are healthy about yourself, but it's also not their responsibility to say, babe, make sure you're still hanging out with your friends or go to the gym today or, you know what, go go for a walk. Continue to do the things that you love because I'm pretty sure they love being around you. But then when they do the things that they love, you're going to feel like, hey, you leaving me hanging? Where the, what the fuck I'm going to do with myself? That's why being an individual in your relationship is so important. A lot of us just be so excited to be in love and we merge our lives so much together with this person and then we feel so lost when they leave. So if you feel like it feels good, be honest about where you are, what you want, what you're looking for. And if this person can give it to you. Because if the reason why you can't cut somebody off is because the sex is so good, you're allowing yourself to be controlled by lust. Which is, you can, you can experience lust with anybody. Like there's no real deep connection if somebody's sex is good, if he's slinging good dick. If the dick is good or he nasty and stuff like that. And you and I, t and I said this before. If that's the only love language is physical touch that's getting activated. You will continuously be craving more. That's why you want to fuck him all the time. You want to feel something. You want to feel some form of connection. Some form of intimacy. And that's the only kind that you could get from this person. I told y'all before too. For y'all to say, oh, well, we have good conversations. You talk too much. You have good conversations with everybody. Why is that something that's just, <laughs> why is this something that is super impressive with y'all? Y'all would tell me, Molly, we have great conversations. And it's like, I've had great conversations with everybody I talk to. I talk to goddamn much. Like, I can see if y'all have, if you say like, he, we have deep conversations and he's always like challenging my way of thinking to think on a deeper level. Like y'all just be talking all night long. Girl, you be telling him all the shit in your past, all types of shit that's not his business. Come on. So if the only reason why you can't let something go is because of sex, be honest about what it is. And don't feel like, you know what, we've been having sex for three months. We have great conversations. I think I'm in love with him or I'm catching feelings. You are having this lusty ass connection 
that's really not based off of anything besides physical intimacy. So for some of y'all to say, oh, I court feelings with somebody that's friends with benefits, we got to be honest with us and our requirements for, for other people. Because if you were able to just catch feelings with somebody based off sex, y'all never went anywhere. He, he's never did anything romantic for you. The whole foundation is built off of physical intimacy. That was really what you, that was your requirement for love, for a relationship. Consistent dick. If I find somebody that got some consistent dick for me, that can talk to me all night, I'm going to end up falling in love. His raggedy ass ain't got no other fucking quality that you're looking for besides the fact that he's able to make time for you to wet your ass whenever you want. Child, come on. Oh my gosh, Molly, I didn't court feelings for him. What did he do? Did he whisk you off your, until the sunset? Sweep you off your feet? No, but we've been having sex for about four months. We be talking on the phone all the time. He always over my house. Girl, I'm going to need for this shit to stop. Seriously. I'm gonna need for I'm gonna need for it to stop, and I'm gonna need for your ass to be honest about if you don't really be having no requirements outside of somebody just being nice. Oh, he's nice. Outside of somebody just being available, some of us got attachment issues that's so bad. Our only requirement is that a person is able to make time for us, and we'll like whoever's making the most time for us. Raggedy as Jerome, he don't really have any of the qualities that we're looking for. Doesn't have a job. Don't got a car. We be having to pick him up. But he comes over our house and hangs out with us whenever whenever he we want to. He don't even take you nowhere. You just like the fact that he come over every night. You like the consistency. You've been craving consistent intimacy and somebody to make time for you. So you let yourself onto Jerome. Even though he brings nothing to the table, he has no qualities that you're actually looking for. He's the most available. You don't like Kyle because Kyle be saying he's busy or he got work tomorrow. He got to pick up his daughter. You don't like that. And you don't like that because you don't got shit to do. We are not busy enough working on ourselves. As much as we would like to believe so, if we sitting in the house just worrying about what a man is doing or why he in Texas all day and this person is not in a relationship with us, if that's what we're doing in our free time, instead of doing something that is productive and t- important to us, we're not busy enough. We don't got enough shit going on. And that's why people don't value a relationship with us is because we're so easily accessible. They can call us whenever they want. They can come over whenever they want. They don't got to bring, they don't got to come over bearing gifts, a bottle of wine because you cook dinner. They don't have to do any of that shit. And it's because you will allow it. A person will continuously, continuously do what you allow them to do. You don't require them or nothing. If we see that we're not required to bring anything, you think we're going to bring anything? We over here, like, name your price. We're just going to be appreciative. Come whatever, bring whatever you have. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And then a couple months down the line, we feel like we're giving so much and shit not being reciprocated. And then when we finally do try to require something, it seems like we're asking for too much. We don't appreciate anything. We're unhappy. And it's because in the beginning, when we were supposed to say what we were looking for, what would make us happy, we didn't bring it up. We didn't bring this shit up out of fear that this person wouldn't want to talk to us or this person would walk away or they want to hang out with us so much. That's the point. A man who can reciprocate what you are requiring of him is not going to run from anything. All he wants to know is the things that I'm doing will be reciprocated. 
that he will be getting a return in his investment into this relationship. That's all he wants to know. Just like you want to be happy and you requiring something of somebody, a person that can match what you bring to the table is not worrying about, I'm not doing shit for her. No, they want to know what is it for? Where is this going? Just like you want, just like you should be wondering, where is this going? What is it for? Some of us are so anxious to give that we don't even think, well, where is this going? I'm cooking every night for this man and say he doesn't want a relationship. I'm being nasty. I'm helping him with his, with his business plans. I babysit his kids when he got work overnight. I'm going out my way to really show him that I really like him and want to build something here. But where is it going when he doesn't feel the same? A grown-ass man ain't going to run from no pressure, child. A grown-ass man is not going to run from pressure to responsibilities or anything that you require. All he wants to know is when he's reciprocating, what is it for also? Is he getting a, re a return on his investment? Are we really reciprocating on both sides? So if you meet somebody and you feel like, oh, I can't ask him to do shit, he doesn't do anything. Either he does not want to or he just can't. Molly, I be wanting to go out to eat. I be wanting to eat. Either he doesn't want to take you out or he just can't afford to. And I mean, if he was honest and said he can't afford to take you out, I'm pretty sure you would be sympathetic because most of y'all are healers and lovers and y'all just so sweet. I'm sure, pretty sure you would be sympathetic towards the broke shit. I'm sure you wouldn't mind. And then asking yourself, if you know what, I don't mind. Am I in a position or in a place in my life where I'm able to carry a relationship financially? Because that's another level of stress. You got your own bills. You got your own shit going on there. You got to pay for all the dates too. Be honest about where you are. And if you don't know where the fuck you are and what you can tolerate and what you're willing to accept and what's a deal breaker for you, write the shit down and figure it out. If you can listen right now and say, Molly, I don't even fucking know. I'm just freestyling right now. It's cool because we're being honest. It's just me and you right now. It's me and you. We're being transparent. We're working on ourselves. We're being honest. And that's that. What's important to you? A person that's emotionally invested into the relationship or a person that's financially invested? Do I want consistency, free time, and all these things? Not that you can't have both. But a person not being able to make as much time as you would like, is that always is that just an automatic deal breaker? I only can see him on the weekends. He worked during the week. I need more than weekends. What? What? If you like somebody, you just... Okay, it's your life. You're going to do whatever the hell you want to do anyway. So, if I like somebody, me personally, and they were bringing a lot of the qualities that I was looking for to the table and they worked Monday to Friday. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If I like somebody and they're bringing so many things to the table that I'm looking for, but I don't get to see them during the week and it's only on the weekends. I have to be honest with myself. Do I got attachment issues? <laughs> Do I just need to see somebody all the time? 
Or is the weekends fine with me? Me being honest. Because I know in the past, I've I've attached myself to who was the most available. Like, oh my gosh, she must really like me because he's seeing me every day. And you know, we hear these things like people make time for what they want to make time for. And you're just not realizing that you with somebody that don't got shit to do. Like, you ain't got shit to do. And y'all come together and y'all don't do shit together. It ain't like he makes time and y'all playing all these different dates together. So, I think that that's important. Me, um, personally, when I started dating, and like I tell you guys, dating properly, dating multiple people, not having sex with them, but... I wanted to see, I wanted to do things different this time around. I needed to see what, who brought what to the table? What kind of qualities they had? Who did I have, have real chemistry with outside of physical attraction? Because from the, from the rip, I'm not talking to you if I'm not physically attracted to you. So that's just that. I'm pretty sure you will be a beautiful person inside. But me personally, I want to look at my food and say, mm, this looks good. Mm. And then I want to eat it. I don't want to look at some shit that you got to convince me. Just try it. No, 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 no. I don't do that. That's me, my life. You can have your life different. That's how I like my life. So with me taking my time this time around, I really wanted to see who do I have connections with? Like who do, who do I feel like, dang, this is my person. Like this is who I should be with. Like I feel some type of, uh, I could imagine myself being with you and not one of those fantasy kind of things that we create in our head whereas they're like once we find out somebody's zodiac sign we can just imagine a future with them like really look at you and imagine like you fathering my children us being married like me waking up next to you me looking at the things that I don't like about you and asking myself can I do this for the rest of my life okay just different things like that what was the most important thing about it to me was I know what I bring to the table okay so with me knowing what I bring to the table, me knowing how much I'm willing to do for people that I love and care about, how much I'm willing to give when I'm in a relationship, I'm on go when it comes to the person I love. And me feeling like as much as men complain about stuff women don't do or women don't do this and da, 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 if you feeling like you are the percent of women who actually do a lot of the things right, you got some shit with you, some shit you need to work on. But from the most, for the most part, you come with your own everything. You don't need somebody. You want them. You're affectionate. You are a good cook. You are like you have a career. You buy your men gifts here and there. Since men always complaining how we on bottom shit. <laughs> Knowing how much you bring to the table, a good friend, support system, like all these different things. Looking at the situation, like, why should I want to be with him? Why should I, him coming into the bank, I'm the bank, and asking, why should I give you this loan? Let me see your credit report. Because that's basically what it is when you're dating, I guess. When, you, when I put it like that, you know, I love an analogy. I'm, I'm looking at your credit report. Does this credit report, with the things that he brings, the things that he, he's done, the type of person that he is... Do I feel like I can trust this person? Do I feel like this is a credit report that of a person that I would want to be with? He got three kids, three baby mamas. He's in between jobs right now. Shit like that is on a credit report. 
or this other guy, you know, he graduated, he's family oriented, he loves to travel, he doesn't communicate well, and it's like, damn, fuck, because being in a relationship with a man that cannot communicate, girl, don't nobody be having time for that bullshit, especially if they don't want to be accountable and work on the fact, the shit, the, the fact that they don't know how to communicate. So now you babying a fucking grown ass man trying to get him to talk. Use your words. Use your words, baby. Come on. Don't nobody got time for that shit. Well, y'all might have time for the shit. I ain't got time for the shit. So definitely being at a place in my life where I'm trying to figure out, I didn't want to, I did not have no energy to be wasting my goddamn time. Wasting my time investing into some shit that I didn't want. So when I finally did take a skip and hop into a relationship, which was actually pretty fast compared to the people that I was actually dating and talking to, even when I had to cut them off, they was feeling like, what the fuck? How are you in a relationship? Some of them was feeling like after all this, because I will, I will always say like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm in a relationship with my career right now. I will always say that. So a lot of them felt like, what? Because some of them were probably feeling like I was emotionally unavailable. I love what I do so much, and it takes a lot of time. And based off the people that I was dating, going out on dates with, because that was that's what dating means, not people coming over your house and eating your fucking food. That's that. So based off the pe- people I was dating when I met my boyfriend, um, I feel like I told this story. I don't care. I'm going to tell it this shit again, Okay. For the new listeners. So don't say, oh, now you always tell story about you and your boyfriend. Girl, I love my man. Let me finish this. And I don't care if he broke up with me last month. Two months ago. <laughs> when he shot his shot with me <laughs> on live with y'all when I was doing poems. And he had said, he had um, said, um, you making some sad ass poems. Let me make, let me, um, I'm going to have you write some happy ones. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And a lot of people on the live that day was log off, check your DM. He said he going to your DM. Go check it. Okay. And I wasn't paying it no mind. Then I had went to his page because you know you got scoop people out. Let me see how he look. Oh, he's kind of cute. Let me see how he dress. Okay. All right. This is okay. Um, we just started talking on the phone for like two, three days. Talking on the phone. Just having good conversations though. And I it don't matter that we was on the phone all day long. Okay, because I know I talk to you goddamn much. It was like good conversation and like funny conversation. Um, one thing about me is I don't want to fall asleep on the phone with nobody. <laughs> I snore. I be sleeping ugly. I'm going to call you tomorrow. And one thing about our first conversation was I wanted to see him on FaceTime, but I didn't want to grow. I didn't want to be the girl to just randomly FaceTime you or say FaceTime me because we just met. Well, just got each other's number. Um. I had texted him, like, I don't even really like to text, but, like, I'll text you. And he had messaged me back, like, oh, what, you want to FaceTime me? Like, you can call whenever you want. And I just felt like, oh, this is my person. <laughs> I felt like this was my person because <laughs> I had this fucking way of being super passive and indirect about what I want and expecting my partner to be some type of fucking psychic reader. And I felt like he he read the Da Vinci Code. Like he solved it because that's what I want. That's what I wanted. And I just imagined like, okay, he's good at this. And this is how, how our relationship is now. 
a lot of the times I'm not being super vocal about what I want. I'll just catch an attitude about something and he knows like, all right, let me, let me go hold her. Let me go watch a show with her. Let me order her something to eat. And it makes things easier because of course, like sometimes I, I communicate good when I need to communicate about serious stuff. But like little petty stuff, whereas though you expect your partner to know. Mm-mm. So I definitely feel like that's something I like, but um, in the beginning of us meeting and talking on the phone, like, I don't know if you guys seen, like, in the beginning, I posted, like, we went to, we went on, like, our first date was, like, somewhere to brunch, and then we went on a date to Lowe's, and then he had left the city for a while, and he had, like, sent roses to my house, like, ordered some plant parent shirts, because I was into plants at the time, all my plants didn't die, you know, child, ordered me some, like, so many di- different things, like, when we were celebrating the week anniversary, every Wednesday, he would do something nice for me, every Wednesday, he would bring me flowers, the other guys that I was talking to wasn't applying that kind of p- pressure, it was kind of like, what are you doing this weekend, do you want to go out, like, you want to go somewhere next weekend, or on Wednesday, like, it was more like, it was so regular, it was just a typical see you on a weekend kind of thing, it was no thrill. It was no adventure. Um, it was no spontaneousness going on. And I feel like when I met him, when he first DM'd me, he was like, normally like, I don't even be wanting to reply to DM super fast, but I don't even want to play with you right now. And I feel like from the moment that we start talking, like he never tried to play with me. Like it was never like, it was always like, I'm not fucking around with her. Like I know what I want. I know what I'm, I know what I'm looking for. And I'm going to make sure she feel it. So whether it was celebrating anniversaries every week or surprising me with flowers or bottles of wine, <laughs> freaking anything. And I, and I was reciprocating too. I was definitely reciprocating, but not in the beginning. So when, when he was doing those, um, celebrating those every week anniversaries, I wasn't buying him anything. Like I wasn't giving him a gift or a card or anything. Only because I've, I've in the past, I've given too much and I just wanted to appreciate somebody going out their way and doing something nice for me Um, and doing something nice for me because they wanted to, not because of what I could do for them. Like I wanted, I liked the fact that he was doing these things because he wanted to, I wasn't giving you nothing back, but you was, you were finding enjoyment out of me being happy. You seeing me happy was making you happy. Eventually I started reciprocating. Um, And I feel like it worked out because we have to be with somebody that is going to apply pressure. You don't want to have to force somebody for a date night or next week, remind somebody that next week is your one month anniversary. Can we go out? You want to be with somebody that is sure about you. And I'm not saying they got to be sure from the moment they meet you like he was or something like that. But somebody that doesn't even, he had called one day and we had, when he had asked me, um, no, we were on the couch talking and mind you, I came into this relationship and I, and I was celibate. We wasn't having sex. And he had said, I had forgot what I asked him. Like he had joke, he would joke around and talk about like, you, my girlfriend. And I would be looking like, no, I'm not. And I think I had asked him, like, if I had sex with somebody, would you be mad? And he, I think he had looked at me and said, like, he gave me this look like, don't even play with me. But it was like, at this place in our relationship, yeah. Like, I don't want you having sex with somebody else. And for him to say that, and I promise you, y'all, we was probably talking, we was probably talking for like three weeks. (laughs) So for him to say, yeah, no. And it wasn't a situation where a guy doesn't want to be committed to you, doesn't want no titles, but 
want to have sex with you and don't want you fucking nobody else. It wasn't a situation like whereas though you in his relationship with his with a guy doesn't want to commit to you, but doesn't want nobody else to have you. So I'm not going to make you happy. I'm not going to satisfy, fulfill your needs, but I don't want you going out there and getting happy with somebody else. Cause then you'll cut me off and it won't be beneficial to me. That's the only thing a narcissist is worried about is making sure the shit is beneficial to them. How is this going to work for me? As long as she loves me, she don't even got to love herself. Fuck all that. As long as I'm feeling what I need to feel. So I feel like in the process of you dating and you meeting these people, outside of who you physically attracted to, pay attention to who puts in the most, most effort to make you happy. The ones that you don't have to like go out your way and beg them for what you're looking for. Beg them for date nights, beg them for consistency, for phone calls and good morning texts and these kind of things. Because when a person really likes you, they are craving your energy. They're craving to be around you. They're craving to talk to you. It feels good to them. Not only is it going to make you happy, but it feels good to them also. And if we feel like a person isn't appreciating what we bring or our energy or who we are, and they're not being consistent how we like, we can pull back a little bit, a little bit. We can pull back and see what happens because sometimes you pull back, then a person won't be consistent, but you got to be disciplined enough to, 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 to not act off temptation. You try to pull back and you can't even do it all the way because you're so excited that he's texting you. And now you reply and he don't text you until tomorrow. And now you feel like, you know what? I should have just continued to do what I was doing, worrying about my damn self. So when it comes to when it comes to dating in that aspect, pay attention to that. I don't want you out here begging somebody for things that a person who wants to do it would give to you naturally. Cause when it if the shoe was on the other foot, a motherfucker wouldn't have to beg you for shit. You're consistently going out your way to make other people happy, even if it's at the expense of your own happiness. So basic ass shit, I don't want you to have to beg for. I don't want you to have to keep repeating yourself over and over trying to convince somebody to do some shit. Because they don't have to do that shit to you. And if I'm going to continuously go out my way to make somebody else happy and it's not going to be reciprocated, I might as well just use all that goddamn energy to be alone and make my own self happy. And stop being afraid to be alone. It is not scary. Never mind. This shit do be scary. If you don't know how to make yourself happy, I take that back. This shit do be scary, actually. (laughs) In the beginning, it does. It is scary. And it's lonely and it's boring. And we get through the storm because we know it's going to eventually, the sun will eventually shine again. So that's, that's kind of that. But figuring out what, what it is, what do I want right now? What do I bring? What, what are some things that I want to work on? Who am I? What does my partner look like? What are some non-negotiables for me? What is some shit that like, I could deal with it, but it's going to irk me, but it ain't too bad. How do you talk to people? Being more gentle with how you speak to people. Make sure that you are continuously speaking from a love, from a place of love and stop allowing people to take you to a level that you've leveled up from. Why do you keep letting people make you the fuck man and you cursing people out and you upset and you going off all over again? Are we growing or are we not? Or are we just pretending that we growing? 
making sure that we're not allowing people to control our feelings and emotions to the point where we're looking at ourselves like, damn, I can't even believe I said that or I acted like that. We're not entertaining shit that we don't want to entertain. Period. I'm not going back and forth with anybody. I told you I got cursed the fuck out in my DMs the other day by a lady. I kept telling her, please enjoy your day. Have a good day. I hope you learn how to talk to people and be more patient and kind. She said, I don't want you to have a fucking good night. Okay. She kept trying to curse me out. I don't entertain bullshit. And that's what it is. And it doesn't matter who it's from. That is not, no, I'm not entertaining that kind of energy because that energy does not live here. There has no, there's no space in my life for that kind of energy. And even after continuously her going to the, my emails, cursing me out, the DMs, have a good day. Enjoy your day. That is the only energy that you are able to receive from me. Have a good day, ma'am. That negativity shit, they going back and forth, they're arguing, a person making you want to hit them, curse them out, bust their windows out, pull up to his job, call his baby mama, you arguing with people on Instagram. You don't have any space for that kind of fucking energy. You going through his phone, you texting women from your phone saying, do you know him? You cursing the girls out saying, don't text my man phone. You ready to beat his ass because he's still the same cheater that he was freaking three years ago. Are we growing or are we being complacent or are we cool with where we are? Because now you riling me up. I was chilling at first, but now you've got me riled up, child. You don't have, I don't know if you understand or not, but you don't have no space in your life for that bullshit. You are a plant. And I hate to bring up the fucking analogies. You are a fucking house plant. And you will realize that depending on where you are placed in the house, you either thrive and grow and bloom or you will start dying. Okay. And sometimes you just are not placed in the right place in the house and you feel like nothing is working here. I'm dying. I'm craving more. I want more. I don't know exactly what it is that I need, but it's not working where I am right now. And then I place you by the window. You place yourself there. However you get there, you end up by a window. Where there's fresh air and there's sunlight and you're getting watered over there and they're pulling, somebody's cutting your dead ends and stuff like that. And then you're thriving. Sometimes shit not working out and playing out for us because where we are, y'all leave some of these fucking relationships and then whoo, you done bought a house. You done became a doctor. You done got you a car. You done finally found your birth certificate. You done got a promotion. You was with Jerome for five years trying to have a baby. Can't have a baby with him. You didn't meet this good man. You get pregnant the first try. Sometimes God is not blessing us because of the situations that we are in. You can't handle the shit that's already going on in your life. Why would I freaking give you a blessing on top of some bullshit? He's not blessing mess. Get your shit together. That's that. Okay. Um, Another day of me arguing with y'all. Well, yes, when you really think about it, I'm not really arguing with nobody because I'm really sitting here at my desk by myself. It's really amazing to me when you really think about it. Sitting here all alone, having conversations with myself. Is it weird? Mm, that's debatable. Am I a little crazy? A little crazy? Huh? I guess that's debatable too when you really think about it. Molly sits right there and have conversations with us and she's all alone. 
and her boyfriend is in the other room. I want you to get your shit together. That's all I know. Get your shit together. Figure out what what's going to make you happy and making sure that you're making yourself happy. Any Anything that anybody else is bringing is extra. And if you realize that you... If that you make you can make yourself happy and you can have a fulfilling life all on your own, you will realize that you're not dependent on your partner for so much shit that you would depend on them for in the past. We are not looking for nobody to fill voids. I promise you, if you get at a place in your life where I have a great life, like everything is really falling into place and and going right. You will realize that anything that anybody brings is extra. Anything my man brings to me is extra. I come with my own everything. I was happy by myself going to Marshalls and Ross buying comforters, honestly. I could pay my own bills. I had fun by myself. I had my own place, like, had my own business. Anything that he brings to me is extra and, it, and it's peaceful. And above anything, I wanted my partner to be at my place of peace. And even though he get on my goddamn motherfucking nerves, it ain't, it's never been a time where it's though, outside of when he broke up with me for that in January, y'all, January 17th, but who's killing? Okay. It's never been a time where I'm in his relationship and I feel like my heart is hurting because of how you treat me, because of how you talk to me. Like, I can't go to sleep. Like, I feel sick. This person ain't answering the phone. And I felt these emotions before, so I feel like... Me being grown and being at a different place in my life, that was important for for me, for my partner to feel like my sanctuary. I don't give a fuck what kind of day I had. I know when I see my man, I won't have that kind of day. He's not going to throw gasoline on the fire. Think about it. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what I would do. And if you, and if I said something about what I would do and you feel like it resonated with you and you feel like you should do it too, then that's your business. But I never told you what to do. Okay. All I did was tell you to get your shit together. Anyways, I hope y'all have a good day. And even if you don't do shit today, above all, I hope, I hope that you write a couple of reasons why you are grateful today. What you grateful for? in the midst of so many different things that you want for yourself, in the midst of so many different things that you wish could go right or you wish could change, what are you grateful for about right now? And I tell you this, I don't give a fuck how many times I curse y'all. Because I'm a work in progress. I curse a million times on this goddamn podcast. I'm not never going to allow you to forget (laughs) how merciful God is. How merciful he is, how he can change your life around, Y'all know I love, I love me some God, y'all. Write what you're grateful for. You might think that you're going through a bunch of sh- bullshit. You might feel like God forgot about you. He ain't forget about you, child. Who else was a better choice to endure certain things? He knew you was going to get through it. Stop complaining. Well, you can complain as long as you keep it pushing. Have a good day, everybody. I hope you enjoy your day. Happy Sunday. <laughs>